Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Mark High. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about how Christians should approach transgenderism. Sounds a little hot. Yeah, that's a hot topic, my friend. But let's, uh, Should we do it? Let's dive into it. Let's go. Mark Hyde, what's going on? What's up, my dude? Dude, I'm vibing the, the, I mean, I say I'm vibing the music, but you doing the welcome now? I know you kind of pushed me into it, I pushed it, you, you into it, but it's a vibe. But now I feel like you're the host and I'm the co-host and I'm so happy about that. All you got to do is run the soundboard. That's I'm it. running the camera. I'm doing the intro. I mean, you're doing the outro still, though, because you do a good job. I'm, I'm just, I'm just the face now. I'm just the pretty boy. That's all it is. Just moneymaker. Hey, all you guys see is here up. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. I will say this, though. Okay, so on Instagram, obviously, we posted the picture of me and Beth married and you having that really creepy face behind us. Like, that was terrifying. <laughs> and then after that, we did another post where it was like you and me in the studio. And whenever we show our faces on the social medias, People like that for whatever reason. People, so you know what we're gonna do? We we're, haven't. We're, we're gonna do another we're gonna do picture. One. We're, we're gonna do another right picture now. right now. So while we're recording, should I do my awkward like thumbs up like I always do? Your, your awkward <laughs> thumbs up. All right, we're gonna take a picture right now. It cheese. You just, why'd you flex your muscles, bro? I, I don't if you're know. watching on YouTube, you just watch Fuller flex his muscles. I was like, oh, I pulled a muscle. <laughs> you pulled a muscle. Oh, my goodness, dude. But either way, welcome back, bro. What's up, buddy? We are back in the church studio drinking for like black coffee for the first time in a long time. It's actually really good. It's the same stuff we had last episode, yep. the Lion from Wait, uh, okay, La Columba. Are, are you connected? Can you grab the, the, let me, let me see the here. thing? Let me slide out of frame. I'm going to mute you just in case he pops. He's gonna go grab. So they 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 get what the whole world just heard your back do an awkward like crack, crack pop. Okay, right, so here we go. this mason jar is that how they sent it to you? Or no, is that what this you is did? this is me, and I pulled the label off and I tore the label. If you're watching, <laughs> you can see I tore it on accident. Oh, that's funny. But I was like, I was I went to go grind it all yesterday because I, I was drink gonna, a lot. I was gonna take it to work, and I didn't want to have to grind it. So, um, but yeah, I was like, let's drink it. So it says, "Black girls shine." Celebrating black women everywhere. La Columba, love and land. And uh, so when I bought this, um, every two are, uh, $2 of every box sold supports the Loveland Foundation, which is supporting and celebrating black women. And it's called Lion, L-Y-O-N. It's a medium roast with notes of caramel, toffee, and brownie. Hmm. So there you go. Now that's your, really fascinating. Your boy actually. made it a little weak this time because that's I that's a, I do like how it's coffee with a purpose though. It's not just like someone's trying to make money, but someone's well, trying why. to actually help a community and and help you know. That's the, why I it's got a, it. It's so. a community of black women trying once, to to make it. You know. Once I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm down for this. The other coffees weren't supporting anybody, so I'm down for always supporting. That's really cool, dude. That's your boy. That's the coffee we'd be drinking right now. Black. We're actually drinking black. black. We're using the V60 brewer that Ryan Coatney hooked us up with. And drinking out of the Fathom, Fathom coffee, coffee that Rodney Buse hooked us up with. Sponsored by Rodney. Y'all are fueling our show. And we're excited. We are so, we, <laughs> so, we, we, so excited. We've gone through coffee. We've gone through the banner. What's the question we got for today? Ooh, so our listeners okay. can learn more about Mark and So Fuller. we started doing this thing. These questions are dumb. So let's do this one. So we started doing this thing where people, get, you guys get to, get to know us a little bit. So if you're new to the show, we've only been doing this probably about what now? Maybe a dozen episodes. Has it been a dozen episodes ten, already? We've done this? Yeah, probably 10 episodes. That's something like absolutely that. unreal. But, you know, we would love to get to know you guys. We want to get to know you guys. But we figured that it would be super cool for you guys to get us to know, like to, to get to know us as well, too. Right. So I'm trying to find a decent question for us because all, right. all these questions are really. Why don't I just pull up one from what's in the box? Well, I'm trying to find a good. Like intentional date questions. Oh, here you go. Oh, this is a good one. This is date. a really good one. Wait a second. Date questions? We are going to take our listeners on a date right. with Mark and Full. I got a good question. We'll answer right. this one quick. And then do you have a question too from, Sh- from question in the box? Sure. All right. Here's my question. What is your most treasured memory? Ooh. Christmas morning. Every year? No. There was one special Christmas morning where I was asleep. We were living over on York Road right down the road here. 
And um, during that time, I believed in Santa Claus. I think I actually shared this story. Probably on one of our, our Santa cri- episodes. Yeah, our Christmas episode. But anyways, so uh, I went to sleep, and uh, it was a tri-level. We were in the finished basement, or I was sleeping on the couch in the finished basement because I was waiting Santa Claus. And uh, I went to sleep. There was nothing down there, and I awoke, and half of the living room was filled with gifts. And I was so excited. So that's my story. Maybe I missed it because I was thinking about it. How old were you? Oh, I was probably... Like 16? No. <laughs> I was probably 31. <laughs> Last year? I was probably about uh, seven or eight. Seven or eight? Maybe maybe six. That's cool. But that is, your, that is the one that comes up really it, fast. It, Most treasured it, memory. It is probably my... It was just special. It was just special. That's, just that's special. really cool. So, what about you? The one that pops up really quick to my head, obviously, besides... I mean, be, we should say, besides the witnessing the birth of our children, and yours, yours was kind of traumatic for Noel, right? When yeah. all of a sudden, like, like all of a sudden, Janine was just rushed off, and you're like, "Where are we taking the wife?" I don't know if I'm allowed to share that story, but, so I will not. But yeah, it but, was but, a scary but, moment. But you know, but getting married, having their babies, like that's super cool. But the one for me was, I remember this this moment. So I used to take Elliot out. I would take Monday mornings off from work. We'd go to the park. We'd go to the mall. We'd go to all these places. We'd hang out. Then always after, we'd go to Burger King because it was dollar fifty for ten nugs. So I spent dollar fifty for ten nugs, nugs and then another two dollars for some French fries. And it would feed us lunch or like, you know, a quick little snack or whatever. And I remember sitting there thinking, and it had this moment of, I'm sitting and having a conversation with my son. He was like three at the time, maybe two and a half, three. So like last year. Well, <laughs> no, like two years ago. But it was more the fact of like, he's not this little tiny, you know, potato anymore. Like he actually can potato. talk and he can communicate and he has these thoughts and ideas and I can ask him about the part. Like, I'm, I just remember that moment and just going... I'm a dad. This is really cool. Like, like I, I do the dad thing, but I'm doing something with my son. I right. think that was probably the most most treasured memory I have right now is realizing, holy crap, I really am a dad. I think that was cool. Nice. All right, so I got a question. What in was the your box question in the box, my dude? How do you want to be remembered? Uh, <laughs> besides being a stud muffin or, man, what this is like what do you want to have on your tombstone? Kind of. How do you want to be remembered? What, what do you want for your legacy? What, what do you want your legacy to be? I always made people feel important and special when I talked with them. You make me feel special. <laughs> yes, I Put do. your head on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, I want people, I, this was something that I, I remember making the decision younger was I want to make the best first impression. When people are talking to me, they think, holy cow, this dude really cares about what's going on in my mm. life. That's, that's what I want to be remembered for, is he genuinely cared and loved me. I don't care who remembers me. Other than my kids, I want my kids to be. I want to be remembered by my kids as a good dad, mm. as like a dad they looked up to, and like Shiloh aspired to be a, a good dad like me. That's how I want to be that good of a dad. So you you want to live the legacy I just, for the children? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want to pass good memories, good theology, good vibes onto my children. Good vibes. I like that. Let the good times roll. <laughs> Full <of> tombstone. <laughs> Leaving kids, leaving vibes. That's that's what you did. What do you think, Daniel? You approve of that one? You approve of that one? I think so. Anyway, sweet dude. So, do we have any reviews this week? We we so we do. We have another what? one. This one is from Solitaire Twenty Two, and it Solitaire says Solitaire Twenty. Solitaire. Okay, wait, hang on. Okay, I want Solitaire Twenty Two to reach out to us. Are you like? Do you play a lot of solitary, or is that why it's like solitaire? Like you're playing solitaire, or is it? There's what's the meaning behind your name? I'm curious. I'm curious now. All right, now anyways. I should say this: if you have left us a review, we need to get you a mini swag bag. So if you're new, if you leave us an Apple Apple review, then you send us an email, DM, whatever. Let's, let's be honest: if we have forgotten you. Yeah, let us know. Reach out to your boys because we've had a lot going on between you moved, I've moved, you've gotten married. You are. I'm you still, have been married. I'm, I'm still. I'm still dealing with uh, getting house situated and because you, all you, this you, stuff. You, technically, we're, we're about to move. Do your second move because well, you moved out of your house and we're waiting for you to get another second, house. Yeah, the, move the in. second half of the move and work for you. You you taking on some new stuff too. Right? Yeah, I've got a lot going on. And so um, your boy's forgotten. Um, so, so if we forgot you, hit us up. Cause hit us up. Now, I will say this because we, we did promise a couple of people some coffee. It still ain't ready yet because he doesn't have a house. You're, yeah, you got to wait until I'm in the house. house. Once I'm in the house, I'll bust out the roaster again. It's packed away in the storage unit. So we're kind of dead in the water until I move, yep, which definitely. is going to be, well, time of recording. Um, we're about three months out, but uh, 
by the time this recording airs, I don't know, like two months out. I don't know how many don't know. we're at. Anyways, go on. But anyway, so Solitaire 22 says, I love, oh, first it says, you guys are amazing. Oh. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I love your podcast, and it's such an inspiring podcast. You guys mix up comedy with faith and learning. Yes, we do. <laughs> I was, oh, oh, I was doubting the Lord, and you guys brought, um, you, you guys might have brought me back to Christianity. You guys keep doing what you do. Holy well, crap. Solid, solid, solitaire? Solitaire? solitaire 22. Solitaire 22. It wasn't us, first of all. It was Christ that brought you back. We just, we, we, we the mouthpieces, yo. We the mouthpieces. We are the backpacks. We're the backpacks. We're the backpacks. You what? know that's my analogy that's for your, everything now. I love, I love Mark Lowry's where it's like, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. I know. I like that one, I too. like that one. Anyways, but, let's but either way, but we got to say solitaire. Oh, thank you. Thank that's you. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope to hear that we actually doing something. We're not and just And reach out to us uh and uh let us know if you want a mini swag. Now, again, we haven't reminded or told the people what the mini swag bags were for a long time. Right. It's basically a business card, a button, and a sticker. And sometimes we throw multiple stickers in, sometimes multiple Somet- buttons. And then sometimes we throw coffee in. We've done that a couple sometimes times. Sometimes we do some random stuff, but the minimum, the bare minimum is a business card. A button and at least a and, and I do have to say we have a lot of friends who I've talked with in uh, specifically Ireland and South a- uh, South Africa. Where we want to get crap to you guys, but we actually like, were told don't. by one person like, "Do not send the, us anything." The person from was it? Uh, who was it? It was the person from South Africa because it was the chosen giveaway, the chosen DVD season one giveaway. One person, and was, I'm like, look. I'm willing to send it to you. And they're like, no, Don't, give this away to somebody else. And we ended up dead and they, they've been richly blessed by it. But right now, but you can still watch the chosen for free. Yeah. Right? You have to download the app, the chosen app. Okay. Uh, www.thechosen.tv. I believe.com. I just click, I just go to search. And then Roku and you can get whoop. the merch chosen hat, chosen t-shirt. We are not sponsored by the chosen, not by at the all, way. but we would well, I mean, they're not sponsored by anybody either. They're sponsored dope. by the listeners That'd be or dope. by the viewers. But, but uh, if you like The Chosen, uh, com. I love it. So, hey, Anyways. we got through the coffee. We People know what we're drinking. They know what we're thinking about. They know what our memories are. You know We've what we're drinking. Reviews. You know what we're thinking. Now let's get down to what we're speaking. I don't know. Wow, that was that was kind of sad. That was it was that was a uh, bad White boy. So version. that was that. That's I. We still love you. Right. You're still pretty fly for a white guy. It's I. I'm from South Bend. <laughs> <laughs> so any. So this conversation with um, the, the, the it's hard because we were trying to like how do you put this into words? Where the transgenderism, transgender community, transgender, transgender movement, person. person like uh, we we want to make sure that we're we're not just blasting. Well, we're not being disrespectful, but we also and need to have this conversation of we've had the how conversation handle this transgender movement. Sorry, right now, you yeah, know? sorry for interrupting you, but you good? Uh, you good? We did. Ha- we've had a conversation about uh, the LBGTQ plus community prior mm-hmm. to this. Yep. Uh, man, I don't even remember. What it's like episode six or something. And, man. and our our purpose of this, uh, whether you know, um, you you might be that, you might be part of that community or not, and it's not our purpose here to bash you but to speak the truth in love mm-hmm. and that's all of our purpose is and that's what every christian's purpose should be is to speak truth you know the god's word it's not our laws it's god's laws it's not our words it's god's word um, and we should do it and, and present it in the most loving way we can without compromising the truth and that's where we stand mm-hmm. um so diving into it i i want to read something from Catherine apostolakis by, by side note, that is a beautiful last name. That Apostolakis. 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 Yeah. Um, she said in a 2018 article on degruter.com, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, um, it has been estimated that 0.58% of the U.S. population is transgender. Now, again, this is just the United States population, but 0.58% of the U.S. population is transgender. However, only 21% of the transgender people identify as Christian. Okay, so to make sure I get it, so 0.5% and then 21% of that. Basically, we'll we'll round up, we'll call it 0.6%. Okay. And then 21% of that 0.6% identify as Christians. Okay, 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 yep. Compared to 71% of the U.S. population that identifies as a Christian. So 71% of Americans. Which I think that's that's ridiculous. This was back in 2018, so give it a break. (laughs) That's all things ridiculous. Um, Either way. 
But uh, by my own calculations based on this, approximately 0.12% of the U.S. population, about 390,000 people are both transgender and Christian. This is about the same population as Oakland, California, the 45th largest state in the United States. By these estimates, transgender Christians then make up 0.17% of the total Christian population in the United States. So, And for a perspective, that would be three South Bends. Reg- yeah, regardless of percentage-wise, 390,000 people. And those are souls. Claim, those are individuals. Claim to souls. be Christians and they're transgender at the same time. And so this is kind of what, uh, and I read this quote because it sparks something in me, okay, okay. of um, I think Satan gets into the church and he twists things. He twists truth. We see it. See, if you don't believe me, Genesis, we, man. See, we see it in Genesis. Did God exactly. really say? Exactly. And so um, you can't call me a liar on that because it's been happening since the beginning of time. Um, so it, I really have a heart for these people. I, I really have a heart for these souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you do too, Mark, of just how Satan has them twisted up into believing that um, that it's okay. It's okay to live this way. Um, and so we're going to get into everything, but before we do, let's, uh, let's look at what the, and I say world's standard, well, but we need to have, what are we, we, we have to know what we're talking well, about. I, to do I want to, I want to throw out a couple baselines. Yeah. So let's yeah. look at the non-Christian, we'll call it non-Christian, non-Christian definition. And then let's look at a scripture that talks about gender. Yeah, and fine. that way we have a baseline of where we know kind of where the standards are at of the world and of Christianity. Sorry about that. That was a coffee burp. We always hey, I had one last episode. We always call them out. Dude, this, I, I mean, this coffee's even though it's black, it's pretty good. It's good now. It's good. All right, let's get into it. All right, so gender, and this comes from wikipedia.org. Again, we'll have it in the show notes. Uh, gender is the range of characteristics pertaining to and differentiating between femininity, femininity, wow, that's a hard word, and masculinity. Depending on the context, these characteristics may include biological sex, sex-based social structures, i.e. gender roles, or gender identity. Most cultures use a gender binary having two genders, boys slash men and girls slash women. Those who exist outside of these groups fall under the umbrella term non-binary or genderqueer. Some societies have specific genders besides, quote, men, man, and, quote, woman, uh, such as hydrars of South Asia. These are often referred to as third genders and fourth genders, et cetera, et cetera. I've actually never heard of the hydras of South Asia before. I hadn't either, but I thought it was pretty interesting. I was like, well, okay then. Um, so Yeah, there's a lot going on there because biological sex is the this literally, I mean, kids are watching, I know, but, you know, Penis and vagina, like those are like you I just, just did. You it. just had you but cannot, those are the biological you cannot help, you cannot help that's yourself. What the, but that's what that's what you <laughs> but, know. But we could have left it at boys and men. And sorry, that's just. I mean, Matt Chandler just, says it out loud in his sermons, so I do uh, too. But we have a different. That's true. Anyways, my bad. <laughs> did we just become explicit? We, we, we did. You so, have to watch what you say. But YouTube doesn't like it. I mean. But uh, but with that, you know, based on how the the parts that you have, right, you know, that's your biological sex. But then it keeps going where it's sex based social structures and gender identity. Mm, right. So that's where the breakdown has, where it's like, yeah, sure, you're born like this, but does that mean that's who you have to be? So were you just born wrong? So let's look at it from um, the stance of the Bible. What what does bi- the Bible, God's word, consider gender is? Right. So uh, we got the world standard. Let's look at at God's standard. Um, so Genesis 1, 26 through 28, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So basically what the Bible's saying here is uh, man, woman, and they have to procreate. Mm-hmm. So in order to procreate, you have to have certain hardware and it has to work in such a way um, that it's basically the hardware you're born with or else it doesn't work in the yep. way of having children. Now, 
I get it. There's exceptions, right? There are cases of uh, people being born with neither part and people being born with both part. Um, there's people out there that can't have children. So are they considered not male and female? No, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying in the general generality of the blanket statement mm-hmm. um, that this is what we see. And we're not saying um, genetic um Genetic things that keep you from having certain parts, or genetic things that keep right. you because, from having because because there children are or, kids that are born with you know chromosomes that have been crossed and yeah there, yeah stuff happens yep stuff happens so I'm not saying that that is not no but we're but in this specific episode we're we're primarily dealing with the fact of someone who goes through some sort of a sex change because whether they're born male That's, or female, they we're talking ch- believe they're put into the wrong body, so therefore they're right. tr- like... That's a trans. They're transferring they're, what their they're gender actually is. Right, it's a transient gender transformation. Correct. Is what it is. So the people born with mixed chromosomes or whatever it may be, they are not trans, they are just born with whatever right with, with genetic malfunction exactly. so but but you know we're talking specifically today the conversation of with the christian the transgender movement of someone who was born a man can they biologically say i'm going to become a female and still decide to follow jesus and be christian to be part of the christian community right right, right. so real quick scientifically you cannot change your genetics right there's just it's not possible without, I mean, I guess you could do gene therapy, but. an RNA, yeah. But but you cannot change who you were born. You can't as you were born, but you're like, okay, well, my, my chromosomes are not this or blah, blah, blah. You know, there's just genetics. There's some genetics in you that make you who you are. Mm-hmm. Mark, you are Mark. You look the way you do because of your my genes. DNA. Yep. Um, and I look good. Oh, sorry. Debatable. <laughs> Just kidding. I love it. Um, so, um, so leaving that realm and and dealing with it strictly for these three hundred and ninety thousand transgender people that claim to be Christian, this is the realm I kind of want to stay in for now. Okay, no, no, and that's fair. That's fair. And then we'll deal with and we'll go into those outside the bigger picture. Okay. Right? Yep. So, transgenderism is it really actually a sin? Right. I mean. We hear the the Bible thumpers, you know, protesting with their signs, screaming that they're they're going to hell during the gay pride parades. But right, but what the, are we talking about? Right. Here? So is is the fact of someone saying I was born wrong, I want to become this? Is that really a sin? Right. So there's a couple things we're gonna look at, and just like there's other instances like um, drugs, right? There's nowhere specifically in Scripture that anybody speaks to drugs and you can't do drugs. Right. But there are some general rules that encompass, and this is where um, typically Scripture would be given, and then the rabbi of the time would take that Scripture and teach from that Scripture, kind of similar to what pastors do on the different meanings, and this was the rabbinical teachings that would come forth um, from the Pharisees, Sadducees back in the day, Mm -hmm. not the ones that killed Jesus, but But, (laughs) throughout the Jewish history. history. so. And so that's the kind of realm we're playing with. When we read Scripture, we have to be in that mindset of the Jewish writers and the culture of the time. So we're going to go into that. So what would they do if they were in this time and dealing with this issue? Mm-hmm. So Deuteronomy 22.5. A woman shall, shall not marry. Wow, I can't even talk tonight. A yeah, woman coffee. shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak, for whoever does these things is an abomination unto the Lord your God. So what does that sound like to you, Mark? Mrs. Doubtfire was not okay. It sounds like people, well, it sounds to me like people, a woman that's trying to come across as a man during that time and a man mm-hmm. that's trying to come across as a woman. Right. And Could, that's an abomination. Well, it world. reminds me of, I mean, we we brought it up last episode, but like Nazi Germany, like people, like Nazi like men would try to dress as women to escape the country because they didn't want to fight. Well, and not you know? even so much that for escape, but this sounds like a man trying to be a woman and a woman trying to be a man. This is what the this is transgenderism of that time, right? Because they didn't have the medical surgeries, they didn't have the yeah. hormone therapies and all that, right? And so, uh, so this is a type of where, hey, I'm a woman and I'm trying to be a man, and and, <laughs> and Moses via God or God via, this is not God okay. via Mo- Moses, right? Is saying no, this is an abomination unto me. This mm-hmm. is this is not allowed. This okay. is this is just beyond not good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so let's look at the next one. Leviticus 18.22, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. Mm-hmm. It is an abomination. This is a man, you know, talking about a man lying with another man. And not lying, but like Homosexuality. Right. And that's sex. Right. And, and transgenderism, you, you don't always have. You could have a male convert to a female who still likes females. And that's when it gets all confusing. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, um, this, so the, the, this kind of speaks to the LGBTQ plus community in, in general in some of these. Uh, Matthew 19, 3 through 6 says, And a Pharisee came to him and tested him, talking about Jesus, by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that who created them from the beginning made them fail, male and female? This is We're going back to Genesis 1. And this is what Jesus is quoting, because I wanted to point out here that it wasn't just an Old Testament thing. Christ is reiterating like he's pointing and back. affirming he's pointing back. what it was said. It, yep. it was they were, In the beginning, they were made male and female and said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh, because there's an act here. There's an act that happens, which is why parts are made a certain way to fit in a certain way. Sorry right. to be disgusting. But it ain't uh, disgusting. That's normal. Right. It's natural. I know, but some people are like, eh, get squeamish about it. Yeah. So they are no yeah, longer two, but one flesh. Uh, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Uh, Romans 1, 26 and 27, this is Paul, and it says, For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. That means the parts don't fit together. And the men likewise gave up natural relations relations with a female, with women, and were consumed with passions for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Hmm. So again, we have Old Testament and New Testament both saying, hey, this is a no-no. Right. So, I mean, because these verses are mainly focusing on what was the natural created order of things. God created it this way. Male and female for procreation. That's why we started with Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Right. And so I, I could see a transgender person going, okay, that's fine, but I was born in the wrong body, so I'm trying to become a woman so that I can do it with a man and, and be with a man. And and you could say, you oh, know? okay, well... Uh, <laughs> Doug Wilson. Do you know Doug Wilson? Sure do. Dr. Doug Wilson. Soche probably knows him too. Um, me and Soche. I think Soche does know him because me and Soche talked about it. But he made a, a great analogy. He goes, sugar. Sugar is a good thing, right? Put sugar in tea. Right. Tastes great. Yeah. But if somebody says, I'm putting sugar in and it's actually cyanide, but they want to call cyanide sugar, is it actually sugar? And is that actually good for them? No. <laughs> It's cyanide. <laughs> and to me, that was a great analogy of exactly what we're talking about. Just because you call something something doesn't make it what it is. Mm. We see, again, God created, right? So God creates. God knows us from our mother's womb. So God makes us the way. And th- this is where uh, I see a lot of Christian transgender, or at least I read a lot of articles about some confusion here of, well, yeah, God made me to want these, want these desires and want these passions because... Uh, I've always felt this way. So mm-hmm. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. And 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 Jesus was inclusive and loved people and brought the outsider in. Right. So which is true. Jesus did do that. Th- this is all true. So and, and you're right. You, uh, I mean, if we ask the question, uh, you know, we I was I feel this way that I felt this way ever since I can remember. Um, so can someone be born gay, transgender, or non-binary? Right. Right. Because this is what we're dealing with right now. And I think the simple, not so simple answer is yes and, and no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have a clear answer tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Great podcast. See you later. So are you born this way? Right. Are you Lady Gaga? Are you born this way? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with yes. Okay. 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 Yes, you are born this way. Why? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, give me, give me your thought process. Well, we know that we are born into sin. Right, right. Mm-hmm. From Adam, and, and, all sin and, came into earth, and fr- from what, uh, from Adam, all things came into earth, or from man, all things came into earth. All sin came into earth, and from man, we're all in Adam. Right now, and, and, so, and we should say too, with those who are specifically the transgender Christian, they will also believe the Bible. So we we're going to use the Bible as the primary exactly. Source. And so um, Romans three twenty three uh, says, "For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God." So. <clears throat> and this statement, right? And before that, it talks about oh. there's like it basically there's like there, we're all we're all in the same playing field. There, we're all there's so many scriptures on us, and if you're a Christian 
you can't deny this and be a Christian because this is the very base you it's have to start gospel. off. This is the the good news is we suck until you we're come broken and we're sinners. Until you come to this baseline, you can't get on the court and play. <laughs> like you can't come into God without first realizing that you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. So you can't be a Christian and not realize you've sinned, or mm-hmm. else why would you need a savior? Right. And a Christian means Christ follower. So I mean, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're back to the baseline thing. Um, we've all sinned, right? We were born into sin through Adam, right? Via Adam. And, and there's a big theological debate about which about way how sin's go. transferred. Right. Right. But, but we can all agree that every person has sinned, whether it was uh, as soon as you were born or whether it was when you were so little within the first few days that you sinned. But mm-hmm. either way, you have sinned. You're, if you're alive today, you have sinned at some point. So you are a sinner. And so knowing that we um, are a sinner, we have a sin nature. I have a sin nature. You have a sin nature. We've talked about some of the sins that we personally struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you can be born because you have a sin nature and, and be in sin. So being transgender, gay, non-binary, um, as we saw in some previous scriptures that we just read, it's unnatural. It's unnatural. So um, there is a a sin-esque way in there. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I wanted to uh, read this quote from um, Andrew Walker from thegoodbook.com. And he has to say, the problem is that this is a physio- uh, philosophical, so this being that we are born this way, philosophical claim that is not true and can never be true in any way or form. A man's chromosomes cannot be engineered into a female chromosomes. uh, Altering one's appearance cosmetically or uh, surgically cannot change the underlying reality of a person's biological makeup. The psychology of the mind cannot override the fact the facts of the person's biological markers. The transgender revolution demands that we believe falsehoods about human nature. And the truth and falsehoods have never been a matter of majority vote because we know that there is a creator who has the authority to decide and state what is right and what is wrong. And if you're created in such a way, that's because a person set it up to do that. Right. You know, that's kind of interesting. So going through uh, both premarital counseling and now just marital counseling uh, with my my counselor, who has also become mine and best counselor, it's kind of cool. Um, we've been watching these videos from Paul Tripp and uh, nothing to do with this conversation. But he, the what Paul Tripp was talking about was the fact that God doesn't make mistakes when he's created somebody. So right. he's created you to to, to, to to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to see the world in a certain way. And the same for me. However, I'm still responsible for my actions in that. Like for me, you know, I, I, I was born with anger issues and I was born with a very addictive personalities. So does that give me the right to fly out the painful and be angry all the time and get ticked off and, you know, scream at people? So no, I have to control my actions, even though my natural inclination, my natural sinful urges are pulling me in a certain direction, you know? And I can already hear the questions though. So why did God make me this way, Mark? Why did he make me this way? Well, let me bat that one back at you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bat back at you with, well, did God create sin? Or did sin come into the world through humans? Because right. we're God, all just, because sin destroys. Well, God made Satan, mm-hmm. right? And Satan caused Adam and Eve to sin, right? So By did God lying. create sin? So did God create sin? Well, we know that he didn't, because if he did, he wouldn't be a holy God. Right. But yet he created Satan. So before he fell and all, all these different things, so he can create you good and not create you bad at the same time. But even with that, so like let's say, and and so Paul Trippy went a little farther, right? So so with this conversation of like, okay, so so me and Beth are married. I start looking at Beth, being like, I don't like the way you do that. Why don't you do it the way I do? I'm going to manipulate the situation so that way you act more like me because I like that. That's me looking at God, being like, you didn't create that person, right? So I'm going to make them the way I want to make them, right? Because who are we to look at the Creator and say? You made that wrong. Right. Now, I think there's a big underlying conversation that's that, that we're skipping in society. And we talked about this a little bit in, in uh, um, the Made in the Person of, of uh, Image of God. Made in the Image of God episode with Nancy Piercy, the book Love Thy Body, and what she speaks into it. But I do want to put it this, come back to this side where the fact of 
for us as creations, when God creates us, yes, when God first created mankind, he said it was very good. Yes, we are made in the image of God. Yes, God does love all of his creation. Yes, God does want to redeem all of his creation. But if we're sitting here thinking, especially as, as a Christian, being like, you know what? I think I was made wrong. I think your baseline is wrong. Because if you just say, you know, God made me wrong, that's you saying, God, you screwed up. Right. And and you made me wrong. So I'm going to do what I want to do to make me the way I'm supposed to think and feel and, and process the world. And if God made you wrong, is he God? That's a valid question. <laughs> and so so in this question with Love Thy Body, with, with again, it's a great book. I've listened to an audio book. I've given multiple copies away. Soche loves the book, too. Um, in this conversation, she even asked the questions, okay, so in this transgender society, you know, have we created false dichotomies and definition of what true manhood and womanhood ought to be? Because, mm. you know, with manhood, a lot of times we think of these rough, tough, you know, I'm going to put on my lumberjack shirt and cut some wood and have some chew and spit a lot and scratch my belly. And like all the, like we have these big mantra man things where I'm going to be a jock and an athlete and lift weights and be a, be a he-man. And then the woman's supposed to be this dainty little doormat and a pretty little wallflower who just cooks and cleans all day, you know? Takes care of the and, kids. And has a very feminine personality. And in reality, is that the way it was supposed to be? No. Who created those definitions of what manhood and womanhood are? Culture God. and society. Well, no, well, not, not these, like, like the way we well, think it is supposed yes, to be. Yes, but they stemmed from a misconception of what God created. Right. Now, man, there are specific roles that the man has, and there's specific roles that the woman have. And I, w- I want to encourage people... Um, Matt Chandler has a really cool series called Beautiful or uh, Beautiful Design. It's a tw- like a ten week or twelve week sermon series where he breaks all this stuff down in an hour long sermon monologue. So you know we ain't got time to do all that because yeah. that would just be nuts. Um, but but in the conversation he goes, you know what? Men and women are each born with 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 more unique roles. And even though for me I might be over in charge of my family my wife might be better at keeping a calendar or right. doing the finances or doing this and this and this. And you know what? I might be a better cook. So I handle cooking for the family because that's the role I can step into. That doesn't change my masculinity. What makes me a man is how I was genetically born. Mm. But it's how do you live in the reality of that is, I think, the response that we need to have. Right. And for us, you know, I, I'm, I'm all about, you know, a lot of times you hear people talking about the fact of, oh, we want gender-neutral toys. We don't want boys to only have guns and balls. We don't want a girl section and, and a boy section or a girl bathroom and a boy bathroom. And right, and these different things. And honestly, just to some extent, I, I see what they're, they're trying to say because even, like, my son, like, you know, he has six sisters at home. Like, he plays house and family with them. Now, often he's the dad or the brother or, or the son or, or, or whatever, but he's playing house and like there, there'll be Barbie dolls, but usually what happens is the dinosaurs eat the Barbie dolls, and it's really funny, but <laughs> because he has dinosaurs everywhere too. But that doesn't make him any less of a man. He's man because he was born genetically. But the problem is, is and I've seen this with kids, where the fact of oh he's a boy, but we don't want to have exclusive boy toys, so we're gonna buy him only girl toys because those are gender neutral. Rather right. than he's a boy, so he doesn't get this, he gets this. It's instead. confusion, right? That's what it is. So. You know what if we have Sorry, a, that was my rant. what if we have a transgender or gay uh, gay or non-binary listener right now? Let's listen to this and go on. Yeah, they're probably hating us right now. Well, well, just maybe the Holy Spirit's convicting them and they're saying, "All right, I get you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys want some. Th- I can't deny the scriptures because I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. How can I deny the scriptures? Um. So what now? Are are you saying like I'm not a Christian? No, that's I'm not saying I'm not saying nothing. Right. I'm letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. And whatever way he sees and, fit, and I, and I got off trap on on to, off topic, so I apologize. No, no, you're one. good. I just, to me, a person that is a transgender, gay, non-binary has no greater sin than what I have, mm-hmm. and likewise, I have no greater sin than what they have. We all have sins; they look a little different. So we all have the same calling, mm-hmm. and we all should do the same thing. And that's Acts three nineteen through twenty one. Repent therefore and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. That time. The times that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that He may send the Christ uh, appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of His holy prophets long ago. So until God is, we got to repent. We have to repent and turn away from our sins that they may be blotted out. Until the time when Christ returns and God restores all things to the mm-hmm. natural order of what they should. B, a.k.a. new heavens and new earth. 
whatever that looks like, that's a different, well, we've mm-hmm. had that conversation. And, and the Bible even says is what, what is salvation is salvation is, and, and this is where the, I think the, some of the disagreement lies. Cause we, we both will agree where what's, what's the, with, with a transgender or an LGBT friendly church, but what's the gospel is just believe in Jesus for salvation of sins. And we all believe that. And it's not by works. It's not our works that saves us. It's our faith in God that saves us. But at the same, and I, and I don't want to say, but at the same token, because it's, it's, that's what the true gospel actually is. But it's also understanding that, yes, you are a sinner in that, you know, I don't want to say God, well, I mean, it says follow Jesus and be perfect as, or be whole, not perfect, be holy as I am holy and be set apart to do these different things. And, Speaking to the church. Right. Yes. And, and live the way God designed the earth to live. Right. Because one day it's going to be that way. And so if there's someone who is transgender and they do follow Jesus and they're, they're struggling with that sin, and and they're, they're they are wrestling with it. That's the same as us wrestling with our sin. And I'm struggle, never going to put that struggle on, struggle brother, on, homie, sister. <laughs> and with with it though, you know, the Bible does say that a true follower of Jesus is known by its what its fruits. Right. You know, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. This is Luke, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So right. if you are a follower of Jesus, you will produce good fruit. And the Bible even says, "Is what does the good fruit mean? It's love others. It's to to speak the truth. It's to have all these different things." And the Bible says, "If you live in the, these various different ways, you're proving to the world that you're not a follower of me." Because you know the Bible says, "You know the the drunkard, the the, the that long list, they, they won't, won't inherit the kingdom." Exactly. Of well, and it, shall I continue to sin that grace may abound? I mean, if you're just talking grace, that's the thing. This walk is not just grace only mm-hmm. right that's the first step <laughs> there's a justification in the sanctification. we say i say this all the time justification and sanctification and they're two halves of the whole they're mm-hmm. not one step two step they're two halves of the same thing that's what they are there's the fruits don't come by saying well grace and i can keep living the way i want i can't go out to the bars and continue to drink and show good fruits. Mm-hmm. I can't continue to go to the whorehouse and sleep around and produce good fruits. I can't continue to go and, and be like the world and continue to produce good fruits. It's just, it's not possible. It's impossible to live like the world. If you are friends with the world, you are an enemy of God, an enemy. That's not a good thing. That's not a love. God talks about how he's got, God has got a lot of wrath too. That's the reason why he's going to come back and destroy those who oppose him. I mean, that's a big thing. This is mm-hmm. not something to toy around with. This is, this is uh, whether you, it goes back to, should we scare, you know, the, the hell. Yeah. Should, the, should we scare people into heaven or not? Yeah. Or keep, scare people out of hell. Right. And, and, and that's what, again, I said my little yes, no thing there too. Mm-hmm. Yes and no, because it has its benefits, but no, because that shouldn't be the only motivation. Right. But it's a good start of a motivation and that should always be, our motivation as fellow believers to reach out to other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That should be like, Hey, I don't want my brother who's a transgender person to go to hell. I don't Mm -hmm. want it. And so I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to tell you the bus is coming. And the Bible never says to stop loving them too. Oh, never. You know, it never says to go around and beat them upside the head with a sign and, you know, say you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. God hates queers and God hates this. No, that's not. And that's not what we're trying to do here. But there is some very clear language in the Bible of not just, you know, you're queer, so you're going to hell, but you are a sinner in need of a savior and a just God is going to punish you unless you reach out. But once you reach out and are free, why would you continue to go back to the the pigs? Why are you casting your pearls before the swine? Why are you continuing to go back to the dog's vomit? You just don't. When you are are saved, there should be a transformation, a renewing of the mind, right? Which then results in, honestly, a renewing of the whole self. You're not the same person. Mm -hmm. Uh, The old has gone away, behold... All things, All things become made, new. Right, exactly. I'm a new creation. I mean, there's so many scriptures that talk about when this transformation happens, right? When we completely and utterly su- surrender to God, surrender to, and make Christ the Lord of Lord. The term Lord, if somebody's a Lord, that means you are a servant. You are the lowest of the low compared to that person. So once you put yourself in that position, truly, you are a changed person. You don't view things the same way. It, it kills you when you sin it bothers you when you sin it should it should that's the holy spirit working. and, and here's here's something that you know i want to make sure that when i say this you know i i understand that every transgender person has a like they're a person they're an individual they're not just a number but you know at the same token where does the root of all sin come from the root of all sin 
is pride mm-hmm. and idolatry and that I know better. And what's the root situation that you hear a lot of times with the transgender or, or the LGBTQ community is the fact of, I don't feel like I'm the right person or I need to do this or I need to do that. When in reality, what does the Bible say? We're supposed to not live for ourselves and for our own wants and desires, but we're supposed to live for others. Right. And just because we're straight doesn't mean we live for others. Just because nope. we get that we we have a better standing because we don't have to live. No, no, no. Like we still live for <laughs> ourselves every dang day. Like we are selfish creatures by nature, which then says, okay, so if I'm more important and I need to take care of myself to be able to do the best of you know who I'm supposed to be and all these things. It goes back to um, the, the 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 no question prep episode about um, taking breaks for yourself and things like that. We have a guest on RTC, Eli Smith. Hey, What's up, dude? Come on, come on, buddy. You want to say hi to the people? I'm on my rant right now. <laughs> we're on camera. We're on the microphone. Eli was with us in episode Eli. like six and six. just say hi to the microphone, hey, Eli. Hey guys, I just want to show you my sign. Yeah, so show the sign. It says go, it says go RTC. Can't see it because all Eli, the Eli. Just say hi to the microphone. Wash. Say hi to the microphone. Say hi, Hi guys, how are you? He's he's the pastor's kid. He, he we love this kid. This is our he back from Purdue. He should have been on our last episode about going to public school. Too bad. Which we did talk about with, we, with we the did, teenagers. We did mention you. But I'm gonna keep ranting, Eli. You keep balling up, my dude. So I'm gonna I'm See gonna keep buddy. keep my rant. So with this whole conversation though, yeah, you can shut the door, homie. Um, you know, it, it goes back to the idolatry of self worship and self growth because we talked about the fact of I deserve this. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to take care of me and all these different things. And with this whole idea, the fact of God made me wrong, right? I'm in the wrong body. I need to do this because this is where, how I, I, what's, what's the problem? It's, it's focused on me and not on God and on others, you know? And what is it? What does scripture say? It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Right. Mm. If you look Throughout a lot of the New Testament scripture, a lot of what the Paul was saying is, is humble yourself, humble yourself, humble. So if I'm going, me, 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 I know better. I know this. I know this. Like you're saying, well, you don't know better. Who are you? Mm-hmm. If you're truly his, you should humble yourself. This is, this is the struggle. This is why I said, you know, and I struggle with pride. And when you bring up pride and pride is the killer of the spiritual man, because we're supposed to be humble, and if I'm prideful, how can I be humble? I can't, and it's, it's a struggle, and I struggle with that. I struggle with pride, and so am I any better than a person, a brother who struggles with being transgender or gay or non-binary? No, I don't. I, I don't condemn you because I struggle. With, I have my own struggles. I think both of us we have decided long ago when we started this podcast that we wanted to come and present truth. And that's my thing. So if I know a transgender person, if you are out there in, in podcast land and you know somebody um, and you're like, okay, so you've done all this and I know this. So what do I do now? Well, we speak the truth of Christ in love and pray for him. We stand firm on the truth that God has given us at all costs. And mm-hmm. it costs us friends, family, ministry opportunities, whatever it may cost us, we have to stand for truth. Proverbs 12, 17 through 18 says, whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utter deceit. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So <laughs> this is telling us to speak the truth in love. That's exactly what this this proverb is saying. Speak mm-hmm. the truth. Give get, don't Don't lie to them. And this goes back to you and I had a little bit of this discussion last week, and we said, "Man, it's really, it's really hard because, like, a transgender person, like, if they're a man but they're a woman now, and they're in the world but they're going by a woman name, do we address the woman name or do we address the and not even that? But if or, someone has even gone through the surgeries and everything, it's like, what do we tell them? Like, if I want to follow Jesus, but what do I do? And and uh, and you and I kind of talked about it last week, and we were both of the opinion. We were both of the opinion, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change my stance on it a little bit. After okay, okay, something okay, I listen okay. to, but um, we were both of the opinion. Well, I mean, we're not like acknowledging what they're doing is right, but it's their name, so it's their name, mm-hmm. and that's one way to look at it, and that's the way I looked at it. And then I heard Doug Wilson, and he goes, "Why? Why would I call them their name?" And I'm sitting here like, "Why wouldn't you?" And he goes. It's basically affirming the deceit from Satan. It's affirming that they are changed. When they're not changed, their binary code is still the same. They're the way that God looks at them. They're still if they're going by a woman, they're still a man. They're, God had made them a man. So why are you affirming the lie? And it was like, oh, 
well, that kind of makes sense too. And yeah, so, but I not, disagree with that. Not, well, <laughs> but why? What's your what's your biblical stance? Because a name's a name, but a name means something, right? It's so, true. So, are you affirming that they're a? Uh, are you affirming the lie? But what am I so, going to do? I could do like okay. So, so you say you, you say your name is 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 Frank, but what's your lady? So name, you know. So, but but why? Is it out of fear? Is it what? What's it out of? To me, it's like okay, I could walk up to you and I could be like, "Hey, how's it going?" I didn't use anything, right? And to me, that's probably the more appropriate way. And and it's different between dealing with a Christian who's transgender and a worldly person because you can't hold the world to Christ standards. Right. For me, I don't want to lose influence before I can have that conversation. But that's more so. It. But again, are you going to affirm the truth even if it costs you that ministry opportunity? It's still truth. Do we do we water down? Do we wash down the truth to try to stay buddy buddy with them so we maybe have an opportunity later on, or do we stay? Or, or do we be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves? Hmm. Do we go? Okay, I don't have to affirm the lie, but I don't have to acknowledge the lie either. Like I don't have to go out and call out the lie, but I don't have to like. Lean into it. Lean into it. I can be just like, hey, how's it going? How are you doing today? Mm-hmm. Man, it's great to see you. Rather than going, um, hey, Shanice, or uh, or hey, Jack, or, you know, you, you know, I mean, it's a toss. I think and we need what, to be wise in this situation. this conversation is such a hard conversation because we're dealing with people and their identities, and we're not, we don't want to sit here and look like and, we're bashing people over. I even feel uncomfortable because I know... We're we're dealing with the deepest parts of people's soul because by the time someone comes out as transgender, they've gone through a lot of emotional, tremendous emotional stuff that they've had to walk through. Tremendous hurts and pains have been caused even before they came out and after they came out, Mm -hmm. both by a variety of people. And typically, Christians are the worst. Mm -hmm. We're the ones that beat up on people, which is crazy to me because we're the worst of, like, if we all took the humbleness of Paul and go, well, I'm the chief of sinners. Like, Mm -hmm. he wasn't saying that to be, like, boastful. He was being humble in that statement. And he firmly believed it. And if we humbled ourselves, I think we'd have a lot different of a mindset than we typically have um, out in the world, it might eyes. just depend on the on the the attitude we have going into the conversation. And that's again, we have to be wise. We should take into account every word that proceeds out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. We should really think about it because our words matter to these people. These people, a lot of them, and not all of them, but a lot of them, have been extremely hurt. And I guarantee they don't like Christians because of the fact of how Christians present the truth. Mm-hmm. They 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 present it in a harsh way rather than. In an honest way. I like way. that, though. The, 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 you know, gentle as doves, but as... Wise as serpents is gentle. As serpent. Yeah, wise as serpents, gentle as doves. That might be and, a good takeaway to come out and, of this And one. that's, I think, how we need to approach, as Christians, all, one, all aspects of sin and dealing with brothers and sisters and those of the world. Mm-hmm. We should always be that way. We should always take into account, you know, the tongue is sharper than two, any two-edged sword. Um, and we need to keep that at the forethought. Our words... You know, they the, matter. They matter. There was that old saying, sticks and stones can break my no- bones, but no- words can never hurt me. Remember that from grade words school? Words can hurt, man. I'm telling you, words hurt the worst. Like, I'd rather have a broken bone than some of the heart-piercing things that have been said to me in my life mm-hmm. that breaks your spirit. Um, it's, it's important, though, that we continue not to water down the truth. Um, but there is a way you can speak the truth in a way where speak the truth in love. And we talked about that in different episodes. We know? did a whole episode dedicated to that. And, and I think we need to continually keep that at the forethought of everything that we do. Um, we, we can still stand on the truth and still stand firm for righteousness. Um, and some aspects we may have to stand firm to the point of persecution or losing friends and family or whatever it may be. And then in other aspects, we can be wise and gentle and still get the point across mm-hmm. without leaning into the sin that they're doing. So that's my final thought. What you got, bro? Yeah, t- two things. One is uh, two book suggestions for people. One is, again, The Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy. I think there's no better work on this whole this conversation because she looks at, okay, let's take all these issues and let's go to the core of what they are, really are. And it's the fact of you're made in the image of God and what does that mean? The other one is a book called Messy Grace by uh, uh, Caleb. I had to write his name down, but Caleb Kaltenbach. And it's the fact of his parents, they got divorced, both came out as gay, and 
how, how do you handle that? And how do you handle the gay community, the LGBT, LGBTQ community? And he does that, but he still goes, that's not God's plan for creation. This is God's plan for creation. So how do you do that and do that well practically? And he shares a story in there, and it's a super cool resource. Second, um, I'm sure people can hear this in my voice, and I know you can sense it in my body language. The, these specific conversations where it comes to me telling someone you're wrong always has made me uncomfortable. And that's always caused me to be very humble in these conversations because I never, ever, 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 ever want to offend someone or make someone hate Jesus because of me. And I've always had that struggle of at what point do you, yes, you you, you need to speak truth and believe truth versus tell people this is the way you have to live. And it's a different conversation when people are just out in the world doing what they're supposed to do because they they don't follow Jesus. Why should I expect you to live like a Christian if you don't even know who Christ is? You don't know who God is. Why should I expect you to do that? But for people who are in the church who claim to follow Jesus, who say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of his, I'm following him, but then it's like, yeah, but you're living in a difference to what God has designed and what God wants and how God's creation is. And in fact, by you saying, I was born wrong, you're looking at God saying, you screwed up, so I'm going to fix this myself. And that's the reverse of the gospel. The gospel is, I can't fix myself. I need Jesus to fix me. Like, that's what the gospel is. And so I've, I will say, as a youth pastor, I have had to have conversations with people about, about, about being gay. And I've had to have conversations with people about, okay, so I, I I know someone who is, but I don't know how to how to handle it. I've talked with parents, but like, hey, this is what you should expect. Here's how you should treat them. But this specific conversation where it's complete sex change and different hardware now and like changing your even your software through various hormone supplements and now is going into the sports world, which I'm a big proponent of the Title IX sports. Um, well, I, I don't know if you know about Title IX at all. Basically says there needs to be the same amount of girl sports as there is guy sports in public schools. And I firmly stand by that. But the problem with the transgender movement but flip-flopping between schools, what's the point of Title IX now? If there's equal opportunity for guys and girls when guys are competing in the girl level and girls are competing in the guy level. And, um, I mean, we're genetically different. You can't disprove that, you know. And we have to take different supplements to change that because we feel like we are mentally supposed to be this person. And at the end of the day, though, the question is the fact of, okay, do we are we viewing this all wrong? Are we viewing this as a God messed up, I need to fix this? Are we viewing this as the fact of, I, God, I need your help. I need your grace every single day. I need to lean into that. Yeah, I think we just need to be careful, though, um, uh, with, uh, you know, you said speaking the truth, but not wanting to make them hate Jesus. I think regardless, you could, you, on some, some, if you feel that way, Read the scriptures to them, but I guarantee they're still going to hate Jesus. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. What you're talking about is Christ, Christ, what Christ has stood for from the beginning of time, what God has stood for. I mean, Christ and God won. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what God has stood for from the beginning of time, from Genesis 1, there's been a certain standard mm-hmm. that God created, right? And by doing what you're doing, it's an abomination is what Deuteronomy says, which came from God again. It's an abomination and so if I read that scripture to them, you think they would hate Christ? So how much do I have to water it down to make them not hate Christ? Christ is, they hate Christ anyways. They've hated Christ since Christ was here on earth. So if I'm speaking Christ's words, they're going to hate Christ. So do I water it down and not give them the truth? I, I guess, you know, you say you struggle with that, but if I, if I read scripture to them, very words of God or very words of Paul, they're still going to hate it. Actually, sometimes I feel Paul is more bold and upfront about the things he says than I would be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, geez, like if I said that to somebody, if I go up and said, you're an, ab-, you know, the Deuteronomy 5 says, blah, 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 you're an abomination. It's like, I, or if I go, hey, you know, you're sinning, I'm a sinner. You know, you know what I mean? I'm still speaking the truth, but I'm doing it in a more gentle way. But the scripture says if they right. go through here and read it from themselves, it's a heck of a lot more offensive than me just speaking the truth in love. I, I just, I, I struggle, I struggle with, I can't water down scripture. If they're going to hate Jesus, they're going to hate Jesus. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. We've hated Jesus from the beginning so much that we did not trust God. Adam and Eve did not trust God and what he said, and they disobeyed, which caused this whole mess from the very beginning. 
And so uh, Christ is offensive. Mm-hmm. He just is because his ways are unnatural to our sin nature. Not that they're unnatural from the way God created it, but from the sin nature standpoint, what we believe, what our natural instincts are, it's opposite. I was the shirt. I was one way until I met him and now I'm another. Mm-hmm. Well, some people don't want to follow that. Some people say, well, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to go against the current. They want to continue to go down the current because it's in their mind, it's an easier life because they can do whatever they want. <laughs> I just, I be careful. I, I would encourage all of our listeners to be careful about watering down the words of Jesus. Yes. Be wise, be gentle. But sometimes even if you just read scripture, it's going to offend people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to offend them because they, isn't it, it's not against you. It's because they already hated Christ. They've already hated Christ. It's just the way it is. Mm. And there's nothing you can do about it. And if you believe in predestination, it's because they weren't predestined. So, <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Hmm. Time for Fun Facts with Fillmore. All right, my dude. So we just had one long conversation. They're all long. They're all long. That's true. I can't (laughs) lie. But this was another long conversation. And and this is one where I was thinking a whole lot during this episode. So And disagreeing. I can see it in your eyes. No, not disagreeing, but more just uh, I've always struggled with, uh, and I know what the answer is, but in my heart, in my soul, it's like you're a person who's hurting, and I I don't want to make you hurt more. You know, but I, I know the truth. I know the answer. I know what the answer is right. supposed to be. It's just that's the wrestle I have and, internally. And that's when you got to just be wise and go by the leading right. of the spirit. So, But anywho, dude, every episode since episode number one, we've had a fun fact before to end the episode to send people on their way to help them enjoy the rest of the week until they come back and visit us again here on Mr. Mark and Fulter's neighborhood. We, hello, won't you be my neighbor? We got to. <laughs> we have to really stop doing these hard conversations and then trying to roll into. Fun yeah, there's just no it, way to roll into it's it. It's just, it's awkward. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. But my dude, do you got a fun fact for us to end today's conversation with? <sighs> yeah, sure. Did you know that goosebumps are meant to ward off predators? Wait, goosebumps? Goosebumps. What? Not what like does the, that. Mean? Not like the '90s TV no, show. No, no, but, but like, like goosebumps. I've, like, have you heard bumpies. of them called goose pimples? I've, I've heard them called I've goose heard pimples that, before. But I guess the correct term is goosebumps. I use I use goosebumps. But so goosebumps. So what? Why do we get okay? Ward off predators. Why do we get goosebumps in the psycholo- psychological reaction? Small muscles attached to individual body hairs contract, which leads the hairs to stand on end. We inherited this ability from our ancestors. Uh, There's a little bit of evolutionary uh, theology, is, yeah. but I'm just we gonna, were created this way. I'm going to go ahead and skip all that. Let's see, blah, blah, blah. We were created this way. That's where we yeah. came from. So, yeah. So, basically, little small muscles attached to each individual body hair contracts and makes our hands our hair stand up, which is a goosebump. And it's meant to ward off predators. I'm guessing that's they get kind that of from revolution. I should have probably... From revel- you should have uh, screened that one. I pro- yeah, I probably should have done that one a little bit better. I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, oh, <laughs> this looks like a pretty interesting Here's fact. Here's your fun fact. Goose pump, a goose, a goose, I won't say goose pimp pimple butts, but goose bumps are when tight little muscles by your hair fibers tighten and tight. get tense and, and, and your the hair stands go. up. And it says uh, it retains heat too. Um, I knew that. The, that's that's a survival thing. The right. fact of the colder you get, you get goosebumps to help keep your heat in. I did know but that one. I guess you that's know why you get them when you're cold. If you think about animals, we'll go this way. When animals have goosebumps, <laughs> their hair stands on end and it wards off predators because it's a sign of like I'm gonna fight like, like a, cat. a cat. There you go. There, there so, you go. There's your fun I fact. Just that was it. very interesting. <laughs> that was a very interesting one. Wow, but just I like always, guys, one. we are so thankful you joined us week in, week out. If you're a new listener, we're glad to have you here. If you've been with us since the beginning, we're glad you're here. Still kicking it with us. And if you are, like, we've had some people who are rewinders and have gone back and listened to all the RTC content that we've ever kicked out. Hey, we apologize for not the greatest content quality in the world, but the content was still good. So thank you for going back and rewinding all this stuff. You know, dude, we've come a long way in the last year and a half. Multiple music, different intros, social media, websites, all this different styles of stuff we've done. But the one thing's remained is 
We still buddies, and we still kicking it on RTC. And the RTC family's growing, my dude. I don't dude. know. I feel like he's a little tense after this episode. I'm tense, he, but not because may, of you, but because of the subject. It's, oh. <laughs> because of the subject matter. That's just what you. it is. I still love Here's you, my other cheek. To... <laughs> Either way, dude. So, guys, but we love that you're here with us every single week, whether you're Definitely. here on YouTube or also on the podcast, whether it's Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Podbean. Whatever. Uh, Boxcast. I don't even know all the... Stitcher. I don't even know all the stuff anymore. But you're here somewhere. What's Stitcher? (laughs) It's the original Android. It's OG. (laughs) But either way, we're glad you're here. Hit us up at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. There you can get the phone number. You can get the email address, the social media handles, just a quick way the contact forms right there. Hey, we still would love to start a blog. So if you have a... I don't know. If you got the gift of writing communication and you want to bless someone with a devotional content, write it up, send it to us. We'd love to get that thing started. Well, my dude, we've cut them here a long time. Should we send them off? Until next time. Take it easy.